It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And welcome to Hook and Landry. He is Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker. Hook and Landry, a weekly show dedicated to football of all kinds of sorts. We'll talk a little bit of NFL playoffs. As uh, just a, I can't remember the last time there have been so many good storylines in the NFL. But uh, as you know, uh, Chris and I were together. We typically focus on the SEC. So let's go ahead and begin with that Philip Fulmer press conference. Um, I was having some audio problems, but I feel like I've been to that press conference like three other times, maybe four. <laughs> and it just, um, it. I have so many questions. Um, I, I want to start with, just quite simply, from what you've heard, because you were you texted me before I saw it reported anywhere this morning um, that Fulmer was out, and the I, I know Philip Fulmer. I don't believe that was his choice whatsoever. Yeah, well, so we know that the rumors have been out there, and there've been some weird, to say the least, movements up on the hill. Uh, for those of you, and Dave is right there in the middle, but nobody's more connected and been around UT athletics and Dave more than Dave. A lot of moving parts. So there was a hiring freeze. There's been an investigation going on with the independent legal counsel that is helping the legal counsel of Tennessee. And Jeremy Pruitt was the last one to meet with this investigative arm and he met with them on Thursday. So, and then the way they, they usually let the head coach do it last is because they match up the notes from everybody else they investigated to, to basically see how it matched up with what Pruitt said. Well, it's pretty obvious, Dave, as you know that. All right, so they looked at that information, studied it, I'm sure, Friday, and I'm sure over the weekend. So here we are, Monday. Martin Luther King Day, and they announce um, that Jeremy Pruitt is gone. It started to come out this morning. Uh, I put it out on Twitter, you know, kind of verified verified it for a few folks that that they would release Jeremy Pruitt. Now, last week they hired Kevin Steele. My thought was, well, all right, I see where this is going. Kevin Steele is being paid mostly by Auburn, so they clearly hired Kevin Steele to do one of two things. As this investigation was going on, somebody that Jeremy Pruitt knows, likes, trusts, that if Jeremy was going to survive, then Kevin could maybe help him. But it also gives them somebody 
that is experience that they could turn to to be an interim head coach. And so even though there's a hiring freeze, pretty obvious that um, Chancellor Plowman and Boyd gave the permission to go ahead. I'm to, with Philip. I'm sure with Philip and maybe with Jeremy's blessing to go ahead, hire Kevin Steele because it was cheap. It was like 500 grand, 400 grand to hire him because it was paid mostly again by Auburn because they're paying him off. So that said to me, all right, well, something's happening. I'm not quite sure exactly what. Well, today is the announcement that Jeremy Pruitt is out. It was followed up by rumors that I verified that Philip is out too. It's going to be announced as a retirement, 70 years old. I'm with you. Let's just cut to the chase. If Jeremy Pruitt had won eight games this year and nine games a year before, I don't think we'd be down this path. I think we'd be down the path of other people getting fired. By the way, in addition to Jeremy Pruitt, Brian Niedemeyer and Shelton Fenton, assistant coaches on the staff, have been fired. Uh, four members of the on-campus recruiting staff fired. The director um, and assistant director of football player personnel and a fired. A football analyst quality control calls fired. So that's over a half dozen people, seven, eight people that have been fired um, that were involved in not just a couple, but as they say, numerous, numerous level one violations. So what that simply means is uh, high crimes and misdemeanor in the NCAA recruiting infractions department, of which I don't know what they have on Jeremy Pruitt per se, his direct or indirect involvement in any of these, or just failure to control your staff, but they are firing him with cause. I don't know. Uh, I, too, ended up being on a call that I didn't hear the, the, the rest of the press conference Dave, as you know, what normally happens in these situations is there's a buyout. So Jeremy Pruitt's owed $12.6 million. Um, I don't know that they're going to say, well, you're getting nothing. Because then he that's going to be litigated, and the lawyers are going to make money, and it's going to cost a lot. You're almost better off saying, Jeremy, we got you on this, 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 and this. And, you know, meaning Jimmy Saxon and plus his legal representative is, is, is Jimmy represents him, but he's got lawyers that are involved where you say we can pay you this. That's the more clean way to do it. It also is a way to say, look, you're not going to walk away with your money for cheating, but we're also not going to litigate this because it doesn't look good when you're out there going out and hiring uh, another coach. Well, so, it, was, it was very it's very similar in a lot of ways, except. I don't know that there's line involved, but Bruce Pearl, he had about an $8.5 million buyout. Mm -hmm. He walked the door, walked out the door with about 800,000, which is a big difference. I would still take it, but you're right. And, and that happened just like almost overnight. Um, once it was found out, he lied to the NCAA. Uh, once it was uh, found out, he lied to athletic director, Mike Hamilton. Um, he had no legs to stand on. So it was like either take your 800 K they could have made it. They could have made it 50 K either take your 800 K or you're going to end up getting nothing if you push this. So I don't think that, uh, by what I've heard and by what I've read and seen that Pruitt has 
a leg to stand on. And I'm sure he wants it to go away, Chris, as as much as Tennessee does, because he wants another job one day. And um, right now he, he seems pretty scary to hire. Well, and here's a couple of things that also jump out. One, for Jeremy, because I know that right now, the folks at Alabama are hitting me up. Oh, we'd love to have Jeremy Pruitt back. When you basically fire a coach with cause, you're basically admitting to the NCAA that there were NCAA violations. So now they're going to get access to that information. So what does the NCAA say about this situation? And what does it do for Jeremy Pruitt's hireability as an assistant coach somewhere? Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe he has to go to the NFL. I mean, I don't know because I, mean, I don't know exactly what he knew and when did he know it. So how dirty are his hands or is it just plausible deniability and things that happened underneath him that maybe he just wasn't on top of, but you can't, you know, so that's interesting. You know, it's kind of like go back ironically as we've talked about Hugh Freeze on this and other situations. Remember when he was let go by Ole Miss? Everyone thinks it was because of the, you know, the hooker calls. It was due to the NCAA violations. And when Nick Saban wanted to bring in Hugh Freeze, SDC office said no. Is that going to be the same with Jeremy Pruitt or no? Don't know that. Here's the other thing that was most flooring about this press conference. We were talking about this before we went in. Oh, my goodness. It was it. It if you if. It sounded like it was a press conference to honor Philip Former. And, oh, by the way, we're going to tell you about these NCAA violations and we fired our football coach, too. I mean, it was, we want to thank Coach Former once again proving his loyalty to the university and what he has done several times over. Uh, and clearly, it's the, the verbatim, want to emphasize his retirement has nothing to do with the the uh, the the issues involving the firing of Jeremy Pruitt. I mean, my goodness, it was like it was a love fest, almost to the embarrassing point of totally ignoring the fact that. All right, I admit it. Philip came in and had to hire Jeremy Pruitt under unusual circumstances with a. Circus, uh, circus-like coaching search, but my goodness, he's you know he's if anybody's responsible, he's certainly involved in having some level of responsibility of making sure that things weren't overseen. I mean, if you're gonna be at practice every day with coaching gear, watching practice, Philip, you might want to know that half your football staff is you know completely gone. Um, rogue. I just, I thought it was almost embarrassing. So it, it, it was, look, I don't, I mean, I get it. Philip is, is iconic, but man, he knows, you know, I, I know he's working. Philip knows enough people to where my goodness, he is going to make sure that people are saying all the right things about him. But boy, that was the thing that jumped out at me the most. It was like, my goodness, this is an, uh, an announcement of, of let's honor Philip former. And oh, by the way, we fired a football coach and about eight other people because of being rogue in the recruiting area. So it was, it is interesting. So now where do they go is I think Dave, 
they're going to end up. Kevin Steele is probably going to end up. Well, he's going to end up being. The, he's going to run the program now. But how long is he going to be the interim coach? I would say that there's very good possibility that it might be for the entire this next football season. Wow! On how quickly they can hire the athletic director? Because how quick they better have an athletic director that they can hire really quickly. Because that person has to hire the head coach. Well, I mean, they either need to be on point to get this done now. And I think the way they laid it out today was we need to make sure we make the right decisions. It was code for we're going to take our time. We're going to do it. I I think they were sending a code and a message that because they're not, it's not like they're going to make a couple of calls and have a head coach by the end of the week, unless they got an athletic director lined up and he's got a quick line to one of these guys, Dave. I don't know how quickly they're going to get this done. I mean, well, maybe they can, but I don't know. But but the thing about Tennessee is, uh, over the past 10 years, well, since Doug Dickey, the athletic director has been treated as poorly, maybe deservedly so. I'm not being sympathetic for him as uh, the coach, the head football coach. You look at Curry, who I can't remember his first name all of a sudden. I apologize. John, John Curry. John Curry, who's now at Wake. Um, and, you know, that was because the whole Shiano meltdown. And let me ask you this. How much better shape? Okay, let's, let's take – and this is a big thing to take to put aside, okay? But let's say – Shiano knew absolutely nothing about what was going on at Penn State. That's a big thing to put aside because it's a heinous crime. It's disgusting. But let's say he knew absolutely nothing. Where is Tennessee football right now? Well, you know, certainly Shiano is a more proven head coach. Certainly someone that is very organized, that has a definite plan, definite um, process oriented and would be the program will be run completely different, a lot more organized. The problem that Greg would have had is the upheaval and the shenanigans that went on prior to him getting hired or to get him unhired <laughs> before he officially signed the paperwork probably would have unearthed itself after he had taken the job. So in other words, the politics and the backstabbing, let's not fool ourselves that it was a lot of people behind, you know, people behind the scenes that, that were, that created all this chaos. Um, it's not just, well, this guy and that guy, it's just different factions that are gone. It seemed like if there was one uniformity from all the factions involved was that Greg channel would have been a good fit. It was kind of outside public opinion that forced that in one direction. I think Greg would have done a better job. Would he have been a fit? Well, this is a perfect example. People fell in love with Jeremy because he kind of sounded like East Tennessee, sounded like the South, he sounded country and all that. That takes you so far. Okay, that takes you through the press conference and there's three few sound bites. The Jersey guy that's talking about chopping wood and doing all that probably would not have been as popular at all but would he have done a better job? Would he have gotten things organized? Absolutely. Would he ruffled some feathers? Probably too. Maybe that's good. Maybe that's bad. But no, there's no question. You couldn't be much worse off than they are now because on top of all the bad decisions that they've made, 
this is a disaster because now they've had to fire someone that ended up three and seven that was found guilty along with many staff members of cheating major rules, one violations, and you don't have anything to show for it. You're not even good at it. Hadn't even done much good. And now you're going to make this job an even bigger hole to come out of because I don't know what the NCAA is going to do and what they're going to find. I mean, I tell folks all the time, you got a basketball coach at LSU where I'm from that I cannot believe he's still coaching. I mean, you got him on tape saying stuff. So I don't know what the NCAA is going to do. I'm not going to ever try to predict. But to me, this is going to be a tough situation for somebody to come in. Well, they don't have the power or they don't wield the power, whichever one that is. And I, I kind of think it's the first. I don't think they have the power because you have individual conferences. But just strictly scale a one to ten. Um, ten's Baylor. Okay, one is a kid got handed a fifty dollar bill after a big game. What are you hearing in terms of 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 how bad? Um, the missteps are at Tennessee under Jeremy Pruitt. I hate to put on a spot like that. Yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't put it in the Baylor class because Baylor class was right. That's that to me. Ignoring rape and crime. That's that's this is cheating on rogue. I mean, and I don't know exactly what happened. This is this is recruiting cheating, and oh my goodness, we all know there's a lot of that. They didn't cover their tracks, and they're in bad shape. So I, I would say it's more along the lines of that. But, look, I think the thing that comes with this is it's pretty clear when they got tipped off on this, Tennessee that is, that they thought this is a way to move on from Jeremy, and this is a way we can mitigate our losses. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I mean, again, if this is Jeremy Pruitt – who had won eight games, nine games, and nine games. I mean, we're not talking about this. We're talking about saving Jeremy Pruitt then. I don't think there's any doubt about it. They're not firing a coach that's having success. I, I They wouldn't. This is a way to move on from a coach that hasn't worked out, and we don't have to pay out the full $12.5 million. That's what I think. I agree. I totally agree. Um with Philip Fulmer, I, I look back. Um, let's face it: if you want to draw a line graph um, from about 1991, uh, it had a bubble there in 1998 when he won the national title. But for the most part, it's gone down. Um, oh, yeah. And if you talk about what I believe happened to one of the few uh, true friends that I've had in coaching, that's Johnny Majors. And then you go uh, the next step and not beating Florida. Now you had 98 and that, that, that was great. And then you end up having a couple losing seasons. Uh, you get fired, you come back and take advantage of this Shiano situation, believe it or not. And you know, I'm critical of Tennessee when I was still doing radio full time. I thought he should have a statue for the national championship. There ain't no bronze statue going up now, Chris. I mean, for the long-term legacy, how much does this hurt Philip Fulmer when people look back at his career? Well, I think that had everything to do with the press conference today and how they couched it. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I think they were trying to distance. Like, 
oh, I cannot believe this happened. And you know what? This is a way to step aside because Philip said, you know what? You know, because this is the way it was presented. Um, Ms. Plowman, uh, Chancellor Plowman said, Philip offered, get this, offered to step aside so that a new athletic director could make the hire of the coach for the best of the long-term success of the Tennessee program, which once again shows the loyalty and putting this football, that putting this university first that Philip Fulmer always had. So I think that's exactly what they're trying to do. It's what Philip's always trying to do. It's what he tried to do when he wasn't the athletic director. And quite frankly, he was pulling strings and, you know, sticking knives in people's back to try to get the job because he's wanted it. But I think he wanted the power, but he's also 70. And I think he realized he can't survive this. That, that he's tied to this. So the best way is, you know, I'm going to couch it and make people to believe as much as possible that, look, um, I, you know, I don't approve of this. I didn't know this was going on. And you know what? I'm going to step aside for the good of universe. I, I mean, that's, I think, how he's doing it. I think a lot of people are going to see it for what it is. But some people who want to believe and want to remember the good old days and Love Philip are gonna gonna back Philip and say, look, he did he did what's good for the university, yada yada yada. And look, if you want to make a case for Philip, all right. If you if you don't know what's going on behind the scenes and you don't know that he was doing a lot of string pulling and backstabbing when he wasn't the athletic director, you think, okay, he got the athletic director job, and he ends up he had a hard time. You know, he had to pull together a hire real quick. And he, he got Pruitt. It didn't work. And and Pruitt went rogue, but he didn't know anything about it. And I'm not saying that Philip knew all the details or anything, but it's like Philip is totally absolved already that that any of this stuff happened on his watch. That's the way it's being couched. Folks, peop, some people are going to believe it the way they want. Some people are not. But you just kind of hit on something. There is a pattern from basically <laughs> – you know, putting the knife in Johnny Major's back when he was in Johnny Major's assistant to, you know, uh, it's been a pattern with Philip. So I think some people are gonna gonna see it one way, and some people are gonna see it another way. I'll do a great Johnny Major's impression in case you're curious. Yeah, I, I, let's hear it. Yeah, okay. I, I, I gotta get. I gotta get. Get, the get in the mode. Get in the mode. Hey, coach. Uh, uh, Ask me something about Philip. Yeah. Um, yeah. Coach, you know, <clears throat> do you feel had you not had the unfortunate heart attack and the sickness that you would have still oh, had a, another another several years as a head coach at Tennessee? Um, your, your your thoughts on that? Just curious. I, this is as clean as I can possibly make it because I've had, I've had this discussion with him. Well, let me just tell you. Uh, they were working on my front. He was putting a knife in my back. That little, and that's all I can say. <laughs> uh, or, or is he, he referred to him publicly, Johnny Majors, as the fat man up the hill. Fat man on the hill. <laughs> he to and, that, and that, to some extent, hurt Majors' legacy, too, because every time you have a golf car- tournament, that's the easy, it was the easy out for reporters, whether it was in Chattanooga, Nashville. Remember when they used to do those those tours and they'd actually yeah. play golf with the big boosters in different cities. 
he'd always be asked about the same thing. So it was like every summer for eight years, it was like just ripping him. So I, I just, it, it seems to me, and tell me if I'm wrong, because you cover more programs than I, but I have talked to reporters that have covered Tennessee and covered another program, and they just feel like there's something in the blood and the water where you're willing to absolutely push somebody's head underwater and do whatever you have to do to get a step up in life. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't be aggressive, Chris. I'm not. I was a very aggressive reporter. But by the same token, I never did anything that I thought was morally wrong. And I'm not putting that on Fulmer. I'm not putting that on Pruitt. But it sure seems it seems like that. There is, um, at Tennessee, as you know, a very um, healthy and aggressive booster faction. You've got Haslam, the Haslams, uh, and that's folks for people who don't know. That's uh, in the the oil, the um, pilot J, uh, the dad, the the brother who's the governor. Um, yeah, they, you, they did a good job off making uh, money off not giving rebates to minority convenience store owners. That was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And and so they got their problems and they're very, very involved. Then you got the other guys, um, gosh, and I forget Charlie, the, the dish TV guy that, and, and, and what you almost have is kind of dueling Hatfield and McCoy, big money booster guys. And, you know, Philip has always been Philip. Well, Philip got the job you know, at major's expense, mainly because he really knew how to play the political game with the key booster folks and majors, as you know, it kind of ticked off some of the big guys. Now, some of it was like John Thunder Thornton was not, you know, wasn't, didn't like the majors and, you know, Johnny, I guess could be Johnny and whatever. And so Philip was there to be the, the good old boy and, and loved them. And, you know, yeah, Thunder Thorn, we'd love to have you run through the tea with us and all that kind of stuff. And that's a shameful that, thing. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd pay a million dollars to run through the tea after the it's, all it's a, Yeah, pay a million bucks. That's what he did. Uh, so, I told him that he didn't like it. But go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> so no, I mean, I think that there's a lot of that that it goes on and a lot of that political element the, of which side that you're on. And I don't think it's unlike, you know, what we went through recently over the past few weeks at Auburn, you know, I mean, it's a different situation. It's firing a coach, longtime coach that they wanted to get rid of and Gus Malzahn. In this case, it's just Jeremy and short-term solution. But I think there's a lot of politics involved in this. There's no question. So like, you know, so now the interesting thing, because everyone is asking me, well, where do they go from here? Okay, yeah, well, Hugh Freeze. Okay, so they're going to bring in Hugh Freeze, who has a history of NCAA problems that that they're not 100% certain. We think that the SEC is going to allow Hugh Freeze to come back. Well, we haven't gotten the official word yet, so they're going to allow him to come back to when, when they're firing a coach because of NCAA record. I mean, that just doesn't seem like that's going to fly. I don't know how right. that's going to play out. I'll go ahead and tell you, they're going to get a do not you, but the mainstream football fans have never heard of. That was the same thing with Lane. Nobody had really heard of him before he got the Tennessee job. It was the same thing with Butch, Dooley, and Pruitt. That's what's going to happen. The only guy, the only guy you could call, and I bet you he'd be on a plane 
and I bet you know where I'm going with this, is the guy in Oxford. And now that Fulmer's out of the way, that would be a splash hire. There's still people, even though he left after one year. I, Chris, I know this sounds crazy, all right? I promise. This is just iced tea right here in my hand. <laughs> but there, I still get people that come up to me almost every day and said, you know, I bet he would have won big here. It's a shame that happened. You, you would win the press conference. And you would have a solid, at least what B B plus coach. Oh man, will you talk about a drama <laughs> and a soap opera that they've had? You talk about taking a soap opera and making it. I mean, this is like, oh man, you talking about just pouring gasoline on a soap opera and 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 giving a soap opera steroids to bring him back after all that would be be interesting. I boy, I. I think that I think you're correct. I think there are a lot of people that would like it. I think there are just as many people that would come out with pitchforks, though. Because there are, don't you think that there are a lot of people that say he left us for you, and you know, and and he left for his dream job, USC. But a lot of them will never forget him for leaving. That's true. I, I do think in East Tennessee, you would be surprised though, if okay. you if you just ask around in circles. Man, I really like that guy. Uh, I still see lane train orange hats, um, <laughs> but, but l- let me ask you this before, cause really the, the, the climax of this conversation is going to be who you think are real candidates because you've got so much insight in, into the college football world. But let me start with, do you think there was any, any consideration for Philip Fulmer to take that job, you've got John Chavis right down the road who's coaching middle school, and he said he wants to get back in it. It is still a big-time job. Uh, do you think there is that conversation was even had for one little millisecond? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it gives the millisecond. I mean, maybe somebody asked him, maybe even jokingly, I I think realistically, no. I think that's why Kevin Steele was brought in. Okay. Kevin Steele was brought in because, hey, first of all, Kevin Steele was a finalist for the job that Jeremy got. Okay. And again, keep this in mind out there, folks. So there's a quote-unquote hiring freeze. Jeremy couldn't hire any assistants. But they went out last week, surprisingly, I guess with the permission of uh, President Boyd and Chancellor Plowman to go out and hire Kevin Steele. And and I can imagine the conversations went along the line of, look, because I'm told Philip, this was all done above Philip, whether they were going to fire Jeremy, what have you. This was all done with the, the NCAA investigations. And so I think they said, look, why don't we hire Kevin? This is somebody that was a finalist for the job. He's a Tennessee guy. He, he, Kevin, of course, grew up in South Carolina, went to Furman, but then transferred to Tennessee, played at Tennessee, was a young coach, GA at Tennessee, loves Tennessee, and somebody that Jeremy likes, somebody that that Philip likes. So we bring in Kevin. And and with the idea, not no title there, defensive assistant, no, not defense coordinator, just a very nebulous title. So for some reason they had discovered that, you know, Jeremy had no wrongdoing, that Kevin would have stayed and helped Jeremy or 
he's in a position where if they move on from Jeremy, Kevin is right there that they could turn to to be the interim coach. And you know, we'll see where they go from there. And, and, and he came very cheap because Auburn is paying him the millions and Tennessee's just got to pay him chump change. And so I think that Kevin was kind of the the guy that could be there that they could turn to. Could be the defense coordinator, the assistant head coach, the interim head coach, the full-time head coach. I think that's why Kevin was hired. I think that was the plan over um, – and I think that they probably knew enough by last week to know that they probably were leaning towards having to get rid of Jeremy, and that's why they did it. And then, of course, it's official now. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I think I think I believe the way they couched it today leads me to believe that they're going to go on a search for an athletic director. And I may be wrong, but I think it's probably going to take a while to find an athletic director. And I don't I think it's going to be too late to hire a coach this year. And I believe Kevin Steele will be your head coach, your interim head coach. And I believe that they will. And it may not be the worst thing in the world to do. Um, and then have a thorough search and figure things out. Because here's the thing. Um, could they go out and hire an athletic director quick and a head coach quick? Yes. Could you convince uh, Jeremy, uh, Jamie Chadwell of Coastal Carolina to come, who's from East Tennessee? Yeah, I believe you, you could. But wouldn't anybody that is – in consideration for this job, what's the first thing they're going to ask is what's the NCAA status? What am I getting into? And I don't know. They can't answer that because again, the NCAA hadn't been investigating. It's been, you know, it's been an independent group. So obviously again, if you've uncovered level one infractions, you can self-impose penalties, but the NCAA is going to come and say, now we're going to have our shot at it. And I, I don't know what that's going to mean. And, and so anybody that's going to come in and say I'm interested or not interested is going to depend upon that. And if they are interested to speak of Baylor, and again, I don't think it's the same situation, but remember when Matt Rule left Temple to go to Baylor, it was a seven-year contract with Big Ben. So somebody's going to want like long, you know, a lot of money over a longer term if they've got NCAA issues associated with it because it may be three years before they get out from under it. Or worse, I don't know. So I think the unknown is going to make this job a little bit more difficult to fill now than it would, say, if they get some good news and they get some of the infractions and you've got the you got the known. The known is better than the unknown, and I think they maybe have a better chance of finding a better option a year from now, you know, in the I, next hiring cycle. I, I, that's my guess, but I don't know. I believe firmly this is a more difficult hire to make than after Kiffin, after Dooley, after Butch Jones. I believe this is more difficult than all three of those. And I thought those three were really, really difficult because of the timing of them. Um, I, is, are there any other names uh, that you could throw yeah, out? Yeah, I mean, there's certain. And, and again, for people who are going to say Hugh Freaks, because that's I know that's all the folks in East Tennessee. I can tell you, without ver- I, without verifying it, I can tell you it ain't going to be Hugh Freeze. There is not a chance in hell that's going to happen because of. I mean, if if it was, we're going to buy out Jeremy Pruitt 
and it was an NCAA and they were willing to do that, one thing that that's to me not going to happen. I think Jamie Chadwell of Coastal Carolina, I think Will Healy of Charlotte, um, I think would be two guys that would have uh, that would at least want to listen to it. I think. You would have to ensure that, again, the NCAA situation. But I do believe Scott Satterfield has been open to talk at Louisville, uh, at, at other jobs. He might be. I don't know. Maybe Billy Napier, Louisiana Lafayette would. Um, you know, other than that, you might have to go to like a Tony Elliott, an assistant coach at Clemson. I, I don't know. I think when they look at it, Dave, I guess what I'm saying is if you're not – you're not going to appease the fans with the Hugh freeze. And I don't think that's realistic. And you're having a hard time hiring someone because of the questions that they're going to have about the NCAA. I think I'm going to go back to Kevin Steele. And I'm also going to repeat something that chancellor Plumman said at the press conference, <laughs> again, as they're fawning over Philip Fulmer. You know, all thank him for all that he's done and whatever. And we will still lean on him for his, you know, his counsel, even as he retires, yada, yada, yada. So you know what Philip Former is going to say, give the job to Kevin Steele. Right. It's going to be cheaper. It's a guy that's really good. And I think it's a safe hire. And it's certainly not a slam dunk. And I think that they may look at Kevin as somebody that can put salve on the wounds, get them from out under the 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 uh, the NCAA stuff. Look, if you're going to make a comparison, um, I know Kevin just got there, but when Ole Miss kept Matt Luke for a while, they kept him because there were some NCAA issues, and he was one of their own. He was going to be loyal. I don't think they bought into him as the long reign answer, but they were willing to give him a shot and prove him wrong. Well, he, well, he, he wasn't able to be the long-term guy, but he got him into a situation where they were one year removed from some of the NCAA clout. And then they were able to go out and hire a guy like Lane Kiffin. I think they may look at Tennessee with Kevin Steele along the same lines, even though he's new, he's not new to Tennessee. He's been there before. I think it makes all the sense in the world because if the new athletic director is going to hire them, I don't know where they're going for the new athletic director right now. And if that's going to come first, there is no, it's going to be impossible to get somebody in before spring practice. It's virtually impossible. I just don't see this happening in this time frame. I really don't. It's just bizarre. He's Chris Landry. Go to LandryFootball.com. You'll learn more about football. I promise you that. Hook and Landry, Philip Fulmer. Uh, steps aside, <clears throat> and Jeremy Fruitt fired. So we've had plenty to talk about. Chris, we will talk to you next week. We didn't get any NFL in, but we'll be able to do that next week and uh, preview the Super Bowl, actually. So I look forward to that. Hey, look forward to it, Dave. Appreciate it. See you, Chris. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.